Hey everybody, it's Ghostwatch 2017! I'm Coriander Dickinson. I've got a podcast called Ghostwatch 2016 that has an intro that might have been a little too similar to this one, so I'm changing it up. With me is Alexi Peppers. Hi, I'm Alexi Peppers. I don't know how we're changing up our intro or what I'm supposed to say now. I barely knew what to say before. That's my role on this podcast. And Adam Wasserman. Hi, I'm Adam. Uh, I didn't know I was supposed to change it up. I kind of had a groove going where I where I sarcastically said I didn't have a podcast called Ghostwatch 2016. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of stick with that. I'm already I'm already in the wrong order, so I feel like we changed it up. That was the that was mostly the change up that, and uh, I didn't say welcome at the beginning. I said hi. That was the whole change up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we used to be in alphabetical order. Whatever. Mm. I mean, after I mean, Alexei and I, not you. We were never. Oh yeah, my <laughs> first name because I screwed that now up. We're in alphabetical all. order yeah. by last name. Mm, my name starts with a C, so. Not your last name. No, not my last name. That's sort of the talking D. about your first name. We did just okay. do it in last name alphabetical order. That's what I said. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm yeah. saying Adam's right. Oh. Thank you. Those are the most beautiful words in the human language. <laughs> Adam's right. <laughs> or alphabetical order. I mean, <laughs> they're both good. Cellar door. <laughs> Cellar door is not beautiful when you say it like that. Cellar door. It's not. Cellar door is not beautiful. Like, it's, it's okay. It's got some nice flow, but it's not. It ain't the best. It's not the best we got. Tell that to Ruth Davenport. Okay. By which I mean that girl who was in E.T., Drew Barrymore. I was like, yes, Drew Davenport? Like a sister oh. of Drew Davenport? Like Yadru Drew? Yeah, like Yadru Listen, Answers. <laughs> I knew that wasn't the right name, but I thought if I said it, maybe I'd remember the correct one. <laughs> and I was right. So. I have... Not a correction, but <gasps> a, like a missed a missed connection from last episode. <laughs> where I was gonna do something and then I forgot about it. And then I felt bad and I was like, well maybe I could just do it at the start of this episode. Last episode of Ghostwatch twenty sixteen. As in the episode of Ghostwatch twenty sixteen that covered we covered in the previous episode of Ghostwatch twenty seventeen. This isn't confusing at all. So, episode six of Ghostwatch 2016, mostly just a piano. Yes. There was the a one request. where they, they achieve the Beethoven yes. icon. There was a request for haikus. Oh. Right. Did you guys get any haikus? Uh, I don't know if I've posted that episode yet. Well. So that might make it difficult to get anything that we requested. 2016. 2016 asked for haikus. Oh, no, 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 no. Of course not. Well, I wrote a haiku. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I was like, damn it. Even though I forgot last time, I have to bring it up again. Because I wrote a haiku on the bus. So, without further ado, my haiku. Blue in hood and mood. The Doki Doki Ghosto. Observes from afar. 
That's it. That was the syllables. You can count it. It was right. <laughs> I was trying to count it, and it seemed wrong. But I'll go with you on this one. Thank you. Thank you for giving Spectre that moving haiku. Yeah. So. So bad. I didn't. I didn't write anything. Yeah, Adam. Alexi did. Mm-hmm. Well, because every time in Ghostwatch 2016 there's a request for fan art or something, I'm like, man, part of Ghostwatch 2017 could be that we answer those requests, except that I have no artistic abilities. <laughs> a haiku! I don't have poet abilities either, but I can at least count syllables, or so I thought until Cory looked at me quizzically after I finished <laughs> my haiku. I mean, I should try to draw some of these things just for the sort of train train wreck car crash value that it would provide. Yeah. I should probably get our other podcast friend, Jeff Adams, to contribute. Just yeah, by just, like breaking into his home and like twisting his arm until he draws something for me. Just like Adam, Jeff Jeff draw a thing. Jeff Tell him we won't post any of uh, any of the episodes of uh of our other podcast that w- with movies that he's chosen until he does your bidding <laughs> when we do our episode. It's just like an Ouroboros of podcast obligations. Yeah, that's the plan. I was thinking of starting another podcast when Ghostwatch is finished called Common People and actually just having <laughs> different groups of people watching different shows. <laughs> I love it. Right? The name justifies anything. Just get like a, a YouTube called common people and put the different common writers in their own playlists and stuff instead of instead of all of this one channel per show thing just make it a show like i'm not gonna stop watching common writer i have to watch x-aid you do i Did do you, have you seen the announcement about the new post x-aid common writer show? no what's after x-aid common writer build it's about science Ooh. and possibly love hmm Hmm. Because, like, I still want to watch some of the Heisei stuff that I've missed, like Double. Yeah. yeah. You should. I should. And I should podcast it. And I still have to watch, like, all of the Showa stuff, basically. I want to watch so if you can, If you can get two people to agree to be on a show with you. <laughs> can get two people to agree to be in a room with me, Corey. <laughs> That's not really. We're, we're in a digital room together right now. If this counts two, as like, social drinking... Can you two people besides you? We can use telepresence robots. <laughs> do, I have to, do I have to have an additional two people, or do you count as one of those people? I count as a separate human being from you. Okay. Well, that's one. <laughs> Potentially. Okay, we should start. Yeah, we should. Mm-hmm. What is you want to do the title of the thing? Are we? Are you gonna? Oh, hey, are you? Do you have to play the theme song, or do, are you, do you have technology for this? What? Oh, I I could have always inserted the theme song, but you've reminded me that I have the theme song. So let's play the theme song, everyone. Yeah. For wait, hold on. Wait, I should we should do the episode title first? Okay. It's episode seven. Bullet closet. Bullet closet. I didn't. I thought we were going to get the name first. <laughs> you wanted me to tell you that it was called Bullet Closet? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that wasn't such a standout name. I didn't write it down. 
I'll do better. I opened the website in another tab. There's a big list of episodes. I remembered it with my brain. Adam wins. Adam Adam is now I the best at this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Damn okay. It. You both have to step up your game. <laughs> we were watching a show made of reject Sony R&D. Special effects spreading across half a century. Magic ghost shirts, pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never leaving Coriander is back, the bestest host that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this meta fun, rehashing the show that still isn't done. Enjoy the unseen with Ghost Watch 2017. I love that we all dance to it. I am also dancing. I don't have a webcam. Uh -huh. but you don't have a webcam. We can't see you dancing. So you're dancing like no one is watching because you've ensured that no one is watching. <laughs> By refusing to get the requisite technology. Isn't it just that the requisite technology is in a different room? I guess I have a MacBook that has a built-in uh, thing that Camera. people through. <laughs> has a camera on it yeah maybe like a macbook would um but the input and output for sound is only one jack uh-huh you could run both machines at the same time i've done it for remote dnd or pathfinder technically and You'll do it for D&D, but you won't for Common Rider? Well, no, because I did it once for Pathfinder, and I was like, this is a huge pain in the butt, and I didn't do it anymore. You'll do it once for Pathfinder, <laughs> but you won't for, for Common Rider? It's not even like you, the audience, the people, care if you can see my face, because you could never see my face. This you is... care. Well, you're not the audience, Adam. Well, no, but it helps He's going to listen to this. You know he's going to listen to this. That's yeah, true. I we might also be the audience. Uh, I listen to our episodes as soon as they go up, because I'm a narcissist. Yes. Adam is the only human being I know that can stand to listen to the sound of his own voice. I wouldn't necessarily call it narcissism. I have training, though, because I've done call center work where you, they force you to listen to your own calls, so I had no choice but to get used to the sound of my own voice. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing podcasts for like 10 years now. But you don't and I have to, to edit them. them. I have oh, to edit them. That's true. <laughs> so I do have to listen to my own voice. You edit your own voice out of them? Sometimes. I just decided to be cool with it. And I listen oh. to our podcast episodes. <gasps> well, let me know if you have feedback. I'm, I'm trying to just, you know, incrementally improve the, the process as each episode goes down. This being the third episode that will probably be released, I guess, right? We started on episode no, like four, three. or did we start in three? We started on three. Yeah, three. This is seven. Yeah. Three, four. And we've released three and four, so five, six, seven. This would be the fifth episode that you release. Mm -hmm. unless, unless you're not releasing some of the other ones. Yeah, so something you're not telling <laughs> us. Because <laughs> that's happened. I mean, the, the timeline is fixed. We could just talk about any episode. Just, poor Alexi has to <laughs> watch the whole series just to... 
Be like, Alexi, we're watching episode 35 she... next week. Oh, God. Better if she didn't and she just had to try to catch up. Mm-hmm. Like, Wait, what? Who's this guy? What's, what's going on? Actually, you know what? I think she'd be able to handle it. There's not that much that happens. Everything Probably catch happens. up in five months. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like one thing. It'd be entire characters. Like three entire characters that I could think of. Mm-hmm. I think I could cope. All right. I think I'm do. coping so far. One one thing, this episode for me opened with like trailer for a movie. Mm-hmm. That was a crossover with Drive, I assume. Because people yeah, have tires on them. I'll talk about that if you want. Yeah. But I, was... I thought it was very cool. Except I did think it was much cooler. I was like, whoa, look at these common riders that are way cooler than our common riders. But yeah. then I noticed the tires. It was like, oh, no. Right? The tire bandolier? Yeah, the tire the bandolier. Tire I was like, you know what? Maybe this isn't actually cooler. I'm, is. I'm okay with Wait. being on Ghost. So much. Like, the, the common rider design in Ghost is real tight. Yeah. Certain aspects of Ghost are really poorly designed. They're just like, we put some things together. They're the show now. But other things that are just like, we made this look as slick as we could. I did feel very good about myself and my common rider secondhand knowledge that I saw them and I saw the tires and I was like, oh, this is a crossover with Drive. I know things about common rider. <laughs> You're learning. The show works. Do you want to talk about that now as an interjection or should I get into let's, the rest of the episode? Uh, why, it's why right at the start, start of the episode. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Do it. Do your thing. So that would be the crossover with Drive where Newton is picked up as an icon for the first time. No. No? No. It's different? There is the the Newton icon uh, was... Oh, it's not from the movie. It's not from the movie. It's from the last episode of Drive where... The movie has conductor stuff? I can't remember. Uh, The movie is about... Drive and Ghost going back in time and meeting Ghost's dad. <laughs> and getting a, and getting the boost icon out of continuity because then it shows up an entirely different way in the actual show. Which is not yet. Which has not yet happened. I this think episode happened, is Cowboys. I think I think the episode where the boost icon showed up may have aired like the same weekend that the movie opened mm. possibly it's the, the it, it's weird it's just but yeah that's the that's the crossover movie which is a traditional uh early early new s- series send off for the old series thing that they they do where they crossover sometimes sometimes they have a shared story for a while they were doing like chapters where there would be like two self-contained ones, and then they would meet in a Michael Bay explosion at the end, basically. Now now, now they usually have a, a story that involves both of the characters at the same time, uh, rather than compartmentalizing them. But they've done a bunch of different things. Hmm. But yeah, that's the... that's that's The, the Driving Ghost movies, basically, yeah. They go back and... I don't remember it super, super well, but they go back in time. Uh, they meet Ghost's dad... Um, some stuff happens. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Um, 
The only thing I have to add for this episode is, uh, Alexei, Scary Mouth Man's name is Sionji. I'm not sure if it comes up this early, but he it has does. a name. This is the episode that it comes up. Okay, good. Up. I did write it down. We also learned um, Pretty Boy's name. It's like Aaron? Aran? There, there is some well, d- debate oh, in the subtitling okay. community about whether his name is Elaine or Aaron. Well, it's not even the community. It's the same The same group changed their mind partway through. <laughs> no, there's debate in the community. Was there a debate in the community itself? Okay, I try to stay away know. from communities. Yeah. I, wow. I think once um, another character who has a French-ish name shows up, which they finally figure out after a few episodes of subbing his name, I think that's when they decided it was going to be Alain. Hmm. Alain. Yeah, Javel versus Javert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, Alexi does, isn't going to remember him. Yeah. I'll remember fun. Javert. Yeah, oh, you'll yes. remember Javert, but you won't know who Javert up. is. <laughs> All right. Or why. Why. Uh, okay. Episode seven. Guns. Uh, Spectre gets to be in the opening now, and that's very cool. That's the first note. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, as as discussed in Ghost Watch 2016, uh, the timeline, Taco's so boned, he has 30 days and still needs 11 icons. I just, every time this happens, I'm still shocked just in that um, when it originally started and they said that there were like 99 days. I was like, oh, they've given themselves so much time. Like, this is such a silly deadline because there's no way that they'll reach the end of it. But no, they just burnt through it. And now um, I guess we can talk about it at the end. But I also feel like the deadline, I, I don't think it's totally fake. But yeah, obviously there's going to be some change up. It's not like the rest of this series is going to happen over the next 30 days. Yeah, the first time, like something's gonna happen. So I'm curious what it will be. But the episode opens. Scary Teeth Man, Sanoji, is at a grave, and you guys recognized immediately that it was Taka's dad's grave, but I did not. <laughs> so this scene was slightly more confusing for me. Um, and Teeth Man. It's funny because it seems like he's going to have a sad moment. I was like, is this when we humanize the Teeth Man? But then it's kind of a screw you moment. He's apparently gone to the grave just to kind of be like, I I spit upon your grave. (laughs) So I guess we're not going to humanize him today. Um, Inspector walks by and they get the kind of like recognition glance. And this is where my being confused came into it because I wrote a bunch of question marks because I thought that Spectre was also visiting like his own dead dad and I was like does everyone have dead dads is that gonna be how they bond how many dead dads are there (laughs) we haven't reached the final count yet yeah but no it's Taco's dad I see that now speaking of Taco's dad Taco is talking to Taco's dad in a really chill way like He sees his dad, and he goes over and starts telling him, like, Dad, I'm doing my best. But there's no moment of, like, Dad, I thought you were dead. Like, he acts like this happens all the time, which is what made me think it was a dream, and then it wasn't Mm. a dream. Um, Speaking of Taco's dead dad. Yes. So, uh, as as I mentioned, 
the movie is a lot about them going back in time and hanging out with Taco's dead dad before he dies. So that's why part, or at least part of why they actually have the actor for this episode, because they already had him basically doing the movie. So they oh. have the opportunity to, the, I noticed this to, a lot with to movies, get some like footage characters available, um, actors available. They'll, they'll stick them in a few episodes too, to get their money's worth, I guess. Like, it doesn't seem unnatural for them to have Taco's dead dad in the episode at this point, but that really does make a lot of sense. Yeah, because you hardly, you don't really see him in the show. He's not a recurring, he's not a, he's not a major recurring character, despite the fact that they talk about him all the time. Yeah. Peek behind the curtain. I mean, that's my assumption. I, it happened at the same time. I could be dead wrong. It could be another explanation for it but I, I mean i've seen it before cool well, then... yeah like from a from a budget and production standpoint it makes total sense to the, like limit your filming days with a specific actor mm-hmm. yeah well and this episode ended up being a lot about takeru's dad there there ends up being a lot of plot stuff in this episode which is interesting for me it feels like the plot is actually kicking up a notch um because right after this, we get Sotako is practicing his sword fighting. And Akari is like, oh, remember when you used to sword fight with Makoto? Which surprised me, because I, I said before that I had a theory that because Akari remembered Makoto, or the other way around, Makoto re- remembered Akari from some kind of childhood thing. I was like, okay, there's going to be some plot where like they were childhood friends and forgot about each other or like something. Um, but I expected that to be like a bombshell they'd drop 20 episodes down the line. So I was surprised to see it get semi-resolved so quickly. But um, yeah, so we get a flashback to baby Taco and baby Makoto. And even as a child, Makoto is much cooler and better than Takeru. <laughs> Always, Takeru's forever. Stubborn. Stubbornness is his one defining feature. And so obviously this plot is that they knew each other as kids and then don't recognize that this adult man is Makoto all grown up, which to me is fine. I don't know if anyone thinks that that is silly, but like I can't recognize people very well if they're wearing different clothes. So to not recognize someone when they're 10 years older to me is like, yep, totally get it. I would never be able to tell that this was my childhood friend. Yeah. That. Yeah, I'm very, very context sensitive to people's names. If people change their clothes or are sitting in a different chair, I might not know them. Yeah. Different chair? Yeah, like if you're if you're in like a conference or something or doing oh. something where you're supposed to be like seeing a person for repeated days. Yeah. But they're sitting somewhere else. Yeah, no. And they're okay. dressed differently. That's a different person than the one you met. We might have had a great conversation, but it's a different person now. I failed to recognize somebody once because I only saw them in, like, dim lighting. I've misrecognized other women as my mother. And not just when I was a baby child, when I was, like, a teenage child. Hmm. I used to do that when I was a kid, and I'd, like, follow my mom's pants around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There would be be strange, strange women... At the, at the other end of those pants sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. 
Like you know how kids like grab onto their parents' legs yeah, and hide behind them when they're when they're when they're shy and stuff. So like you gotta grab onto his leg for safety. It does not belong to the safety person. Is 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 empty pants walking around? <laughs> and you follow them, <clears throat> and at the end of the pants, like when they get where they're going, is the wrong person. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah, exactly like that. I just get hung up. My mom would dye her hair and, and I'd kind of just be like, yeah, my mom's the one with the red hair. Turns out lots of people dye their hair red. Hmm. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Fun uh, so Gramps has left... Gramps is, is not appearing in this episode. He apparently had contractual obligations elsewhere. Opposite of Taco Dad actor. And so he has just left a cute note explaining that this Alarm clock and lantern are going to be helpful and useful. And he's made this adorable comic about the next icon, fastest gunman in the West. And I called it being Billy the Kid right before he actually opens up his book. And yes, it was Billy the Kid. So, excellent. Yep, yield book of heroes. Totally normal heroes that would totally be collected together in a book. Yep. See, I, I also, I'd like it if there were more Japanese heroes, and that was definitely what I was expecting. But I won't complain on the episode about Billy the Kid, because I was very into this. Uh, and so, Akari name drops Kamen Rider Ghost, because she's made a Kamen Rider Ghost magnet. Which was very cute, but also felt kind of like... Random. Merchandise? Seven, it was like, and here's the name of our program. Please buy our fridge magnet. Would, would you like to know where those magnets come from? Yeah. So those magnets were um, were giveaways uh, if you went to see uh, the Ghost and Drive crossover movie. <gasps> oh. Usually, when you go to these things, there's if you're if you're one of the first like ten thousand or whatever, like it's a very large number. Uh, the, one of the first like X thousand uh, people, um, you get like some kind of cool swag for your for your time and effort. So in this case, fridge magnet. Probably, um, don't think of this case, but usually, like if there's a if there's a Sentai movie or something showing at the same time, because uh, they often pair them pair them up. There's like a Sentai thing and a common writer thing. Then you get like a like a Sentai chachki as well. Um, sometimes you get like a henshin item too. So, man, depending. I think um, I think later on they have little wind up guys too. Um, nice. And. They don't always show them in the show, but Ghost totally did. I get the impression that maybe Ghost was merchandising a little harder than uh, some of the other shows. I should hope so, because the amount of merchandising in Ghost is crazy. Not so much like the amount, but sort of the um, the amount of attention they call to things. The overt placement yeah. and and displaying by characters. Just a little, a little, like usually you just like have the stuff there, and you're like, oh, okay, that totally. Yeah, that is made of plastic. I know I can go and go to the toy store after the show's over and buy this. Whereas in this case, they're sort of like, you know, Dr. Tongue style. It's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. You can't see what I'm doing. Pancakes. That kind of thing? Yeah. Picture, picture things moving forward and backwards towards the screen rapidly, as though in 3D, but without a 3D effect. In reference to an old, what, <laughs> SCTV? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm an old man. Pretend you're really old and you find old things funny. 
I mean, there might my, be old people who listen to this show. You don't know. My brother loves SCTV, and he's even younger than I am. So, as if that's possible. So it could happen. He would, Adam, he you've got a chance. Know. You've got a chance interacting with the youth. The youth of today. Oh my goodness, the millennials. Straighten my tie. That's right. Swap me out for my brother. He loves Godzilla just as much, but also likes SCTV. He's a clear improvement. The thing is, I don't even like SCTV that much. <laughs> just that specific bit. Yeah, like I, I, I haven't seen much SCTV. I have no issue with it, but I've only really seen that bit. I prefer Kids in the Hall. Also, I haven't seen much of that. Well, because you're a monster. I know those are words that go together that people say. <laughs> I'm a millennial, Adam. <laughs> I said monster, and I stand by it. That I was correcting you. I believe I pronounced I believe I pronounced millennial correctly when I said monster. <laughs> well, I don't anyway. even dislike millennials. What's happening? <laughs> you're making- I'm turning me into this. Oh, you're blaming me. I was blaming Corey, but if you want to absorb some of the blame, I mean. No, I don't want to. See, this is this is why it would help if I could see. Yeah, because you don't know that Alexia is literally a baby, <laughs> <laughs> like a floating baby. Yeah, like a floating baby. I resent this mental image. <laughs> I'm 24 years old, I think. Yes. Is that baby years? Is that no <laughs> baby years? <laughs> <sighs> we're having a hard time today. We haven't, we haven't gotten to the, the sweet hat shop yet. We haven't no, gotten to the western. We're not even close. So, and Onari's thrilling disguise. Fridge magnets. Um, and I did like that the drive magnet, like it was at the very, very top of the screen, but it was holding up a little piece of paper with some trigonometry on it. So I like the little details like that of how mathy Atari is. Um... So we get to the actual client. There's this dude. I didn't write down his name because it didn't seem important. And he has a problem. And I love how this show always like buries the lead. Because he starts out like, oh, my, my best friend doesn't seem to like me anymore. He doesn't seem to know me. He forgot our secret handshake. It's like, okay. And then he's like, also, everyone in my area of town at night walks down a bridge and if I try and follow them supernatural forces push me out of the way like that's the ghost thing (laughs) my my childhood friend is a jerk but also zombies Yeah. I mean I guess he started with the thing that affects him most directly that's fair it's very human um and meanwhile like, literally kind of at the same time, Shrine Boys are in the house and have a, a, a hot report off the presses of the location of Bad Teeth Man. Adam, are you alright? <laughs> no, please just, please continue. Just keep going, I, just get past, just I'll get just past it. I just enjoy your idiom so much. <laughs> Shrine Boys. Shrine Boys in the house. Um, Akari and Onari have this, like, fight because Takiru quite decisively is like well we have two problems we're going to deal with it I'm going to go with the client and Snapple you go deal with the scary teeth man report and Akari and Anari are like drawn together like magnets and like almost press their faces together to complain about how they're stuck together 
And since you guys had to mention last week the idea of potential shipping pairs in this, I found it a very charged moment. Also, just like man, Onari is so tall. Yep. Crazy. But anyway, it was just weird. They literally like pressed up against each other. Um, but whatever. They agree to go. And Takeru and the client kind of like bond over old friendships and loss of friendships and how even though this has never come up before, Takeru is still totally sad about his bestest friend who disappeared 10 years ago. And also, yeah, Takeru just like no idea of like, hey, that's kind of around when my dad died. Like, oh, no, no, unrelated incidents. Yep. It was a hard time in his life and he prefers not to think about it, except that he brings it up a lot. Yes, but only today, when he and his friendships. And we get a Invasion of the Body Snatchers moment, and this whole neighborhood is haunted as hell. And we get the new Ganma of the week, who is a wasp lady with a monocle. Mm-hmm. And is a very good Ganma. Mm-hmm. Pink cowboy hat. She's got kind of like hair that's not hair that's like stingers she's got this weird pink boob plate <laughs> I thought you were going to stop at boob <laughs> like, she's got this weird pink boob she's got two of them <laughs> and, and they're a, on the front of her a skirt and a face and it's just it's a good it's a good gamma I'm nothing so to do sure. with Billy the Kid except the cowboy hat I felt like you weren't even going to mention the hat for a second. I was concerned. No, no, the hat was great. The hat was the only thing that was kind of like, yep, this is still the cowboy episode. Um, this might be one of the only times they've kind of themed the Ganma with the icon, though. I mean, yeah, like, no, the I'm music not. one. Yeah. But this is, now we get the wasp gnome. Pink cowboy. Bee lady. I immediately was like, well, she can't be a bee because she's mean. <laughs> Bees are perfect, pure, wonderful insects. And wasps are the devil. I mean, I definitely agree that wasps are the assholes of the insect kingdom. Bees are wonderful. I adore bees. I have a, a framed photograph of a bee in my bathroom that I won an award with. I, I adore bees. <laughs> Wait, did you win an award with the bee and then you got a picture taken of the bee you won the award with? <laughs> Just tells me with his bee. That's so a- like we, we entered this competition together. We trained for months. All our hard work finally paid off at Koshien. I wish that was true. That's even better. It was the picture that was the award, but like, man, now I'm sad because, yeah. And then, I- and then the bee died because its lifespan wasn't all that long. Yeah, so, you know, maybe it was the best that I left that bee behind in France. Oh, it was a French bee, too. It was, it was a French bee. Booze, booze, booze. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, we'll get, we'll get back into the difference between bees and wasps at the end of this episode. I wonder if bees have regional dances. Oh, I'm sure they do. I think they do. Hmm. Well, and there's so many different types of bees. Even Alberta has many different types of bees. If you pay attention... You can easily go out and see like three or four different types of bees. 
Not makes you think. <laughs> makes you think. You could see like three or four bees. <laughs> Just in Alberta, in your own backyard. Go out. Start paying attention to the color of the ab- abdomen and the butt. <laughs> and the butt. <laughs> this has been Bee Watch 2017. And how fat and heavy and fluffy the bees are. Yeah, pay attention to size. Well, there are not that many bumblebees in Alberta. Like, they're, they're few and far between, kind of. Seeing a bumblebee is a rare treat. Yeah, because that's just one type of bee. But there are, there are bees with white butts, and there are bees with orange butts. There are bees that are just all yellow. There's little bees. There's mason bees. Ah. <laughs> yep, there's bees that crawl into your walls and try to steal your house from you. What? They deserve your house. <laughs> bees don't have money. There's a problem there. Yeah, yeah but they're kind of commune. We, we steal their honey, so we owe them. Like in that. No, movie. that's for their yeah, own safety. Yeah, it's a common misconception. It's good for them. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they, they, the, the, they produce an excess, and actually if you healthily take their honey, then they're better off than if you just left them alone. What if you, what if you just sneak up behind them in an alley and put a gun <laughs> to their head and be like, your money, your honey, your you know <laughs> no no you have to like gas them you're just like here's the calm down smoke please don't hurt me i'm here to take your honey from the special box that i mathematically constructed to meet your optimum requirements you know i would have said gas, that a gas, gun gas. Not work on a bunch of bees except common rider ghost disagrees <laughs> but we'll get there <laughs> Common Rider Ghost does like that guns work on bees. Yeah, I'll complain about that in like 40 minutes based on how quickly we're progressing through the episode. Keep well, going, keep going. All excited right. about- Spectre. Yeah, I know, it's my fault. I love bees. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> Spectre tackles Common Rider Ghost. No, I have to say one thing. One of my favorite Desert Bus memories is Neil Gaiman calling in and explaining bee space to us. The best. Space. Yeah, it was really cool. Is that a real? We don't thing? usually have like educational moments at Desert Bus. We don't usually oh. learn anything at all. It was Neil Gaiman, so I thought maybe it was like a thing he made up because that's what he does for a living. He also I... raises bees. Oh. Wow, oh, that makes him so much cooler. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't raise bees yet because I live in an apartment, but soon. Soon. I mean, you could, but it would be a bad idea. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know how many deposits they could take away from me, but if I raised bees, I'd find out. Is there a pet policy? Well, yes. Do you have to register each individual bee? How many could you have? Like five? The paperwork would not be worth it. Not like they should. True. I don't know that bees don't shed. Even if they do, they have very small fur. That's why you gotta pet bees whenever you see them in the wild. What? They're the softest. I'm not petting. What do you mean pet the bees? What do you mean pet? I mean gently reach out with like your index finger or your pinky if it's a very small bee, and just gently brush its abdomen. Are you trying to steal that bee's pollen that it worked really hard to get? You don't like tickle the bee. Well, they still collect pollen in the hair. 
not enough. Mostly on the underside. I'm not touching Just delicately some... brush your finger along the bee. They don't oh. mind, and it's extremely soft. <sighs> Listen. Listeners. You really like bees. You have undersold how much you like bees. I don't know at what point I undersold it. I really love bees. <laughs> and I mean, your life will be better if you start petting bees. Oh, my I, life I will promise. be full of stingers, I suspect. No, no, you just have to be gentle. They don't sting. What if I can't tell the difference between bees and wasps? Well, that's a problem. Cause oh, I can. It's, it's, it's really easy bad. to tell. <laughs> I know. Except unless it's like some sort of fly that is pretending to be either a bee or a wasp, because that can be kind of hard. Spy wasp is just waiting for for some unsuspecting person to pet it, and then it's going to go all bitey. It's going to lay its eggs somewhere in you. It'll sting you, it'll hurt, and then then you'll give birth to some brain parasites or something. Gross. Definitely not running bees now. Bees are lovely, and you can tell the difference. If it looks like a bee, it's (laughs) <laughs> Almost certainly a bee in Alberta. <laughs> what about those caterpillars that look like bees? Oh, well, those are oh, all bears. <laughs> those too. Don't don't ah. touch those. Yes, no. touch those. God, guys, I hate caterpillars so much. Oh, really? I love caterpillars. I saw one of those bee ones little on feet? my lawn, and it a little pneumatic travel. That's what I hate about them. They, I saw one once them. that had a fake face and looked like a snake. It was really cool. Yeah. I had one like that, and it, I, I raised it, and it became a <laughs> different type of swallowtail butterfly than I'd usually see, and it was very exciting. Hmm. I, I raise caterpillars into butterflies and or, well, not and, <laughs> and or moths hmm. all the time. These caterpillars are the best. Tent caterpillars you can crush on sight. Oh, my God. I guess so. I still wouldn't, but... We yeah, no, it's Rider good. Ghost, please. Oh, and not caterpillars. Mm. All right, Spectre okay, shows I'm gonna, up. I'm going to close my window and grab myself a beer. But you can continue with your recap. We can talk about Godzilla, whatever. We can talk about Godzilla while you're gone. <laughs> this is part of the podcast. Yeah, the part where Cor- Corey's gone and we take over, and it becomes Godzilla Watch 2017. Give of any sweet Godzilla news. I complained about Godzilla 2014 with some people at work today, and that was fun. I'm I'm glad that you are on the side of people who do not like that movie because I've met people who like that movie, and it's difficult for me. I don't understand it. My brother mm. kind of liked it, but even he's backed off on it. Mm. I mean, because the mutos were very good. Like it had some very good scenes. They were just like far too rare and in between. I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch it again so, at some point, and then maybe I'll, I'll I'll have softened my opinion on it. But we'll, I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, no, yeah. my opinion is not soft. Oh, Godzilla 2000. That's right. Godzilla 2000 is great, though I don't like Orga very much. Oh no, uh, Ian! No, no clicky clack, Ian. Ian, you can't clicky clack in here while I'm recording. Just unmuted and was assailed. <laughs> maybe he thought maybe he thought a reasonable human being would have finished their podcast by now. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to look at how long we've been recording. Forty five minutes. Oh god. That's not so bad. <laughs> Alright. 
Uh, Spectre tackles Takeru, and they have a common Rider face-off. And their hoodies fight each other, and that was cool. And Takeru's doing so much better, and I'm proud of him. He <laughs> holds his own. And he has this great line where um, Spectre is kind of like, oh, you've stopped thinking. Which in itself felt kind of like it was supposed to be a compliment of like, yeah, you're using your instincts. But Takeru is like, no, I didn't stop thinking. I just stopped doubting myself. So, oh. Nice. And he does this fucking uh, cursing. I don't know how much we're allowed to curse. Uh, I've got this one tagged as, uh, uh, what is that? Adult explicit? Okay. So I can say fuck? You can. All right. <laughs> Kate still can't. If she's listening to this, Kate still can't, even though she- Never gonna listen to this. Worked really hard to say things last episode. <laughs> and wouldn't, wouldn't change her phrasing. Well, um, Takiru pulls off a fucking power move in that he, like, I don't know if it's a full dehension, because, like, he doesn't go back to floral shirt form, but he goes back to normal orange hoodie form and then Common Rider kicks versus Spectre, who's still wearing <laughs> wearing Nobunaga in the same way that someone <laughs> would wear certain fancy fashion designers. Um, and it's still a tie. So like, wow. But I just, it was such a bold move of like, I don't even need a heroic spirit to beat you, Spectre. I'm going to do it with my own heroic spirit. So dang. Dang, Takeru. You go. Uh, and they tie. Moving on. <laughs> There's exposition about how Aaron is or is not, I guess, but at the time seemed to be the name of Pretty Boy. And Bad Teeth Man and Takiru's dad worked together as like Ghostbusters and studied the Ganma and had briefcases and worked in the monolith room. So it's their fault that that whole weird thing exists. It's not just mm -hmm. a kind of weird coincidence. Mm -hmm. actually makes I, don't, I really don't know which of them installed the water feature, but <laughs> good job, guy. Yeah. And Definitely useful for science. Can't yeah. just have a monolith. It just looks. It just didn't look like good. It had bad, bad feng shui. It was like, no, we need to get the water feature in here to go with it. Now, now the rooms are really coming together. It's a nice room, and it's a nice room for accidentally or on purpose sucking <laughs> little children into a hellscape. Yeah, that happened. Sure. <laughs> and yeah, man, Ganma world, not a good time. Just fire and icons. Mm-hmm. Fire and icons. That's fire. the title of this episode. <laughs> there you go. Um, so that's what happened. That's Makoto's tragic backstory and explains why he talks to his sister, who is in the icon, to be figured out if it's because she's in the Gamma world. I interpret it as maybe she was kind of like, dead? And the way that she's in the icon is the same way that a heroic spirit, like it's basically her spirit is in the icon, is was my take on it. Hmm. Um, but we'll see. And then they get to the Western shop, which is called You Call Calm? You Call Calm? It, it's like, I think that the English letters, they probably didn't care particularly about pronunciability. But it's You Call Calm? 
I I think so. <laughs> I th- no, that does sound like a thing Japan would put on a sign. Yeah. It does. I'm pretty sure that was the name of it. But I was just, man, I was living for this Western store. They had some really nice looking cowboy hats. They had some sarapes. It was real good, man. It, it actually, like, they, they filled it out to the degree that I was like, did you make this just for Kamen Rider Ghost? Or is this just a, like, weird Western novelty store in Japan? Like, man, they just filled it top to ceiling. It was great. <laughs> top to it's hard ceiling. to call. It's hard to call. <laughs> yeah, top to ceiling. I, I don't think That's that they would fair. have. I don't think that they would have made a prop store for this case. Yeah, it probably is, like, a pre-existing place. Maybe a pre-existing set. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, it, it was pretty good. Um, and then there's this whole weird thing. So, Hikari uh, and Onari are here because they followed Bad Teeth Man. Bad Teeth Man presents to the owner of this Western store. And it's funny how usually the people who are involved in these kind of plots are the ones who get... Um, a little bit of who they are and the personality, but it's just like random unnamed Western store owner is given the hat of Billy the Kid. And before he can even say like, you know, gosh darn tootin', it's the hat of Billy the Kid. It's too late because they have made portable weaponized artifact ghost into hoodie into icon devices in a briefcase. Which I agree with Corey. Looks like they just kind of put some motherboards in there. Yeah, because it's just like those big flat panels and yeah, then a belt. The big flat panels. Um, so just that could work. super fast. Yeah. Here you go. It's it's Billy the Kid's hat. Oops. It's Billy the Kid's hoodie, which I love. I love this hoodie. I think it's great. It's got because a... Because it's got a cowboy hat? It's got a cowboy hat. <laughs> and, and, it's got a cowhide pattern on the like top shoulder bits mm-hmm. and the rest of it is kind of leather and there are like these bandoliers of rifle kind of rounds around on the arms and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I know that like because it's brown and stuff it doesn't look as stand out and stylish as the other hoodies but because all of the other hoodies are so colorful i feel like it still stands out because it's so different from a lot of the other ones so i was very i think, I think that there are ways to design brown clothing and accessories that is attractive maybe we're attracted to different things <laughs> i mean i'm willing to take obviously. that bet yeah Speaking of Anari, yeah. Speaking of Anari, <laughs> what did you think of his his whole shenanigans? I love that there's a brief moment where Akari and Onari pull the like fake date thing, basically, mm-hmm. and then Bad Teeth Man comes out and they're at risk of getting caught, so they act all coupley and are like, "Oh, look at this! Isn't this one cute? Ha 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 ha!" <laughs> so I enjoyed the like ten seconds of that, and. Then they are sneaking along to follow Bad Teeth Man. And I, I, I get nervous for them. They're very bold. They have none of the thing of like, usually the non superpowered characters are a little bit more like, oh, I don't have superpowers. I'm not a ghost. I should be careful with interfering with murder ghost people. With my mortal body. Yeah, with my flesh bod. 
But um, Akari and Inari have none of that. So they sneak right in, and Onari has the most lack of concern for his tall flesh bod in that he, they get to the top and they see that Heathman kind of ho-ho-hoing over his icon. And Onari just like straightens up like, all right, I'm going to go deal with this. And even Akari looks at him like, wait, no, don't do that. And then of course, because it's Onari, lovable fool, he trips on a chair and just falls into pet teeth man. But it works. He gets the icon. And um, Akari uses the Gramp Lamp to reveal the ghosts. Good phrasing. Yeah, I was waiting. I was like, is Ghost Hotel 2016 also going to call it the Gramp Lamp? No, because it is Spider Lantern. Yes. I don't think it turned into a spider this episode. Nope. No. All right. Did the clock turn into its thing? Yes, that's what happens next. The alarm clock is a bat. It's bat clock. It's bat clock, not turtle clock, like I made a random Yeah, no, like it's, why is the clock a bat? No, it's So that's what's going on with those fools, and they're like, bat clock, take us to Takeru and run off. And back at Takeru, he's found the zombified folks, and it's not Ganma ghosts possessing them, it's like weird little larval growths on their necks, which are not, not nice. Wasp babies! Is that like Muppet baby? No, it's like, you know, you have like a brain-controlling parasite. Oh yeah, that's a thing, that's true. Uh, <laughs> not like Muppet Babies at all. Like Muppet babies, babies were not brain-controlling parasites at I'm all. Not. That's why they exist. Argument. The only explanation that they couldn't be brain-controlling parasites. Yeah, so it's it's the Wasp Gamba's fault, obviously, and so she shows up again, and um, Takeru fights her and is doing pretty good. I think it was at this point that he pulls out the... Uh, Musashi? Musashi's the red one. Yeah. I don't remember. Is it, or is it Nobunaga? Or does Spectre have He it? doesn't have Nobunaga. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I guess it's Musashi. I don't know. He makes the double sword. Yeah, at this point we've got uh, Musashi, Robin Hood, uh, Edison, Beethoven, Newton, and then Spectre has Nobunaga and Tutankhamun. So it must have been Musashi. My notes are wrong. I wrote Nobunaga and I was just wrong. Which is why I was looking at it and immediately knew that was wrong. Uh, so he does that and he beats the wasp Ganma, but she turns into a swarm of wasps. Bees! And it's. It, no, they're mean. They can't be bees. Bees can be mean. No. Yeah. Bees they have are- no means to communicate with us and sometimes we piss them off. Well, then that's not them being mean. That's them rightfully responding to the injustice. When you try to leave the area that you've pissed the bees off of, and they they pursue, who's being mean? They're they're defending themselves, Corey. At expense of their own butts? I guess. Yeah, they're very noble. (laughs) 
Hey, didn't you ever read Clan Apis? No. No. Oh, you should. It's a good comic about bees. No. Okay. Noted. Um, Shout out to the show notes. At, at the moment that the wasp gamma turned into a swarm of bees, I, I felt very confused because I could see with like the arc that these shows follow that the Billy the Kid icon was going to be vital in dealing with this problem. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because how is a gunman going to help fight a swarm? Like, that's no better than the sword. But no, that was the answer. So <laughs> they show up, his buds, possum, Billy the Kid's icon, he henchens, I still love the hoodie, and the alarm bat becomes <laughs> an also gun. So he's got two guns. Yep. Bat clock is a gun. Yeah. And I do Welcome. I also I love that the face of Takeru's mask when he is Billy the Kid is a revolver chamber. I think that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Or or bullet closet. A bullet closet. <laughs> if you forget what chamber is. Yes. I, I will admit I, I watched it and I went to write down in my notes of how it was cool that it was a chamber. But it did take me like two more minutes to remember the word chamber, so it's just hard, man. <laughs> so he fires his two guns, and that does pretty good, and combines them into a super rifle gun, and it's all red. And he beats the wasp lady, um, but then she is a swarm again, and she goes over to a like, utility shed, and out pops the wasp bulldozer tank, which... It's really weird, because I was kind of just cool with. <laughs> I had no hang-up about this at all. It's the worst atrocity. You guys were so mad, and I was- I, I'm I didn't still even, angry. I only I'm have one still line. angry. My notes just say, Wasp Lady becomes a bulldozer, and I just move on. A uh, snowflow. A snowflow. <laughs> And, and I would also say, like, if you look up a picture of an uh, Asian giant hornet, which yeah. recently found in Japan, uh, like, it has six legs, and it has a, a kind of rough of a bit of fuzziness. Mm-hmm. So, like, her bulldozer form, it, it just, from the front at least, was like, I had no problem with it. I was like, yeah, like, I already shot, thought she it's, was a wasp. It's she just, she looks the like other end that's more of a problem. Like, the bulldozer hornet. part is confusing, but isn't the problem with that design. And then, you know, it is when I saw the back end of it, I was like, oh, okay, and then they were like, well, a wasp needs a way to, like, do damage, so they gave her missiles. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wasps also, like, don't they? I I don't know enough about wasps. Do they bite you or do they sting you? They They can bite you. Okay. Yeah, some of them are, like, meat eaters. Yeah. Okay. Or they're all meat eaters, but some of them are like more aggressive and will just bite you because you're alive and made of meat. That seems like a thing a wasp would do. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, as far as crazy things that happen in this show, I'm like, yeah, all right. She's a wasp. I feel, I feel like I've seen weirder things. Yeah. Like any any given like Sentai show has 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 weirder hybrid stuff than that. I immediately became Captain Ghost. Was no, no. But after being after being accosted by the Billy the Kid jacket and <laughs> seeing how awesome Wasp Lady is as a Ganma. True. 
having the snowplow. Well, but even like to me, when Captain Ghost first showed up, and it's like, oh dang, it's a big like Lego-looking lizard that the motorcycle slots into. Like that didn't Which make is a awesome. goddamn lick of sense. So it only makes sense that when Captain Ghost returns, it's heralded by something equally illogical. It's n- it's it's not the logic of the situation that is a problem. Because the whole thing is bogus. It's <laughs> a yeah. dead 18-year-old in a costume using this, the spirit of Billy the Kid that he got from a hat. When you put it that way, it's kind of weird, isn't it? To, to shoot another ghost that is, I think, a monocle. <laughs> a, a, an infused yeah. monocle that is, is possessing townsfolk and getting them to zombie into a park. Like, why is any of this happening? There's no reason for it. Logic's yeah. not the problem. With it's... the snowflow. <laughs> with don't the weird moth wasp. With guns. Why is there a bulldozer? At all. I mean, clearly, she fused with a bulldozer. In that shed. Yeah. Yeah. Answered. Asked and answered. So anyway, there's a cliffhanger. And <gasps> yeah. yeah, I can't wait. How will it end? How will it end? Will Takeru die? Oh no. <laughs> Again? Will he run out of days? Yes. Soon. Uh, yeah, since there's never been a two-parter before, I was really shocked and wow. upset by it not ending. But I also, it had kind of occurred to me a little bit before of like man we're gonna have to resolve this quickly because like this episode is running out of time so it was okay that there's two Mm -hmm. and then there was this brief because i I still i only watch a bit of the after show ads because i don't want to get spoiled but it went straight into this cute thing where onari was like sitting in the shrine and had made cards like Mm -hmm. christmas cards and stuff for common rider and it was so cute yeah i think Ah. those might have been giveaways too yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, we wanted those. We still want those. Like, I would, if I got some common writer magnets, they would go on my fridge for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's interesting because most of the Heisei common writer shows, um, with the exception of Gaim, usually do have a two-part episode structure. Like, and and Ghost switches over to that after a Ghost, while. Well, Ghost mixes it up constantly. It's like you, you're never quite sure 14, if it's... It, if... It, it mostly goes to two episodes per per thing, though. As I remember it. I mean, sometimes the the minor plots have a two-episode arc yeah. without the main plot having the same yeah, arc. That's true. Sometimes it, yeah, sometimes it gets a little mixed up. But, I mean, most of the Heisei sh- series are very, like, it's two episodes. Like, this, it will take two episodes to, to defeat whatever monster of the bye week mm-hmm. uh, there there may be except for gun because the uh showrunner for gun was like i don't want to do that and they were like well you made one of the most popular anime in the last decade so i guess we'll let you do what you want <laughs> and that's why gun is beautiful and great game has so many reasons to be beautiful and great <laughs> and one of them is its lack of reliance on two episode plot structure <laughs> yeah uh, Adam, do you have any notes about this episode? That 
Uh, I have I have ex- expressed all my notes. All right. Yeah, I think like at this point in the show, we were just kind of finding our legs still. Yeah, you're not even calling them gnomes yet. Not even calling them gnomes yet. Until you're calling them gnomes, it's not really the show. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I think I did not hear Alexi once this episode say Takiru. Oh. Uh, no, I think she might have. A couple I might have. I do say Takiru a lot. Yeah. It's so much easier. It and is. It, it fits the character just so well. True. Yeah. If he's being cool, then maybe he deserves Takiru. But Taco Time is who he is most of the time. Oh, I told to leave, but not specifically where she was supposed to go. So, um, the the I don't know a good word for them because Ganma is like used to refer to everything, but the the normie Ganma, the weak Ganma that are just in black jumpsuits, the ones who look like a knockoff Venom Halloween yeah. costume. Mm-hmm. Um, they were hilarious in this episode. Like, because they briefly kind of fought, quote unquote, Akari and Onari. But hats off to the people inside the suits, because they just lurched around the room like the Star Trek actors when they have to pretend the Enterprise is shaking. Mm-hmm. And they, they just kind of like collapsed over top of things and just like wiggled on top of things. And they just, oh, I was, I was laughing a lot at their antics. So, shout out to the... Yeah, is there is there a term for low-level minions in a sentai or tokusatsu? In, a... in um, like, the original Kamen Rider, at least, they're normally referred to... Um, the translation is... Um, oh, shoot. I forgot the word. Uh, yep, that's what happened. I forgot the word. Because uh, I only remember the Power Rangers putties. Yeah, no, there's um there's a specific I think there's a specific Japanese word that they use and it's not translated as minions. Um it's translated as something else and I for the life of me can't remember what it is. Cannon fodder. No, it's like a specific um squishy like children. Like, uh, you know what? I'm gonna Incompetence. look up Hmm. <laughs> Peons. No, it's it's something else. Um, not henchmen. Lackeys. Oh, combatants is usually oh, how it's translated. Combatants. At least, for, at least for the the shocker uh, dudes in those. Um, you've probably, um, Corey, you've probably seen like a shocker combatant. They're in those skin tight. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not. They're not spandex outfits. They're like. Um, fabric outfits and they look kind of they've got like a skeleton pattern on the front um, mm-hmm. they translate whatever the word is in ja- in japanese which i could look up but i already looked up one thing dang it uh it's translated as combatants i don't know that that is common um i think that might specifically return re- refer to like humans in in an outfit as opposed to lower level but like yeah like minions or or whatever i think would be probably Hmm. All right. Yeah. I think I'm finished. Interested to know. Oh. You may be interested to know. Um, I'm pretty sure this counts for Common Rider as well as Sentai, but the um, the suit actors who do all that uh, all the stunt stuff are part of what's called the Jap- uh, Japan Action Club, 
which was formed by Sonny Chiba because he oh. thought that, uh, yeah, he thought that Japan uh, needed to have uh, like a basically, I guess it's t- like, I don't know if it's exactly a school, but they need to have a distinctive sort of um, training for, for people to do these kind this kind of stunt work. Would that have been like in the seventies or is that more recent? I, no, this is, this has been going on since I, I think probably since um, Tokusatsu really got rolling. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. I haven't found, I've tried to do research on Japan action club and I haven't found a lot except for the fact that Sunny performed them specifically hmm. because he wanted, you know, better stunt acting. Um, and it sort of rolled, rolled from there, but at least um, on the translated uh, Sentai credits that I've seen, uh, the suit actors are credited as being part of the Japan Action Club. And as far as I know, that would be the same for Kamen Rider as well. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Because there's crossover between the suit actors, between both series. So. That works. That that meshes with my uh, image of how Japanese pop- popular culture is manufactured. Mm-hmm. Like, with things like the talent pools and agencies and yeah. clubs and, there and stuff. There are like, specific, like, well-known suit actors who who have done specific characters and who are known for specific like types of suit acting and stuff like that, like within the, within the genre. So it's actually, it's pretty cool. There's this whole, there's this whole community thing there. Um, there was, um, they used to do the, uh, for when the uh, movies came out, they used to do these like uh, net uh, internet specific videos. Uh, and what the, they'd have like, I don't know, like 25 of these. And usually they'd be a bunch of comedy stuff. Um, just promoting the movie with the actors doing goofy stuff. But a couple of times they actually had like interviews with the suit actors about stuff. And it was really interesting. Really cool. And there's like one, one guy who's like known for having like the nicest butt and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> they seem like they would be a bunch of fun people to hang out with. Yeah. Just a lot of nice butts. Uh, and no faces. A lot, of, a lot of interesting stories. Yeah, of, I bet. Robbery. I feel like a lot of the people who are willing to put up with the kind of conditions, like, I'd assume that the Ganma suit actors, it's at least a bit better than, mm-hmm. like, the Godzilla suit actors and stuff like that. Like, hopefully it's better. Maybe, I You don't mean, know. like, the old Godzilla suit actors? Like, the original stuff? Yeah, or even... Well, even the new ones. I mean, those, those suits are... Heavy, heavy large, and stupid and sweaty. Yeah, well, they... I mean, I've heard stories about them actually draining the sweat out of the Godzilla suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And the Space Godzilla suit to have the glowing oh. effect and stuff had lights inside of it and also released gases to make the steam effect that then, like, did... So like, both heavier and hotter. Yeah, heavier, hotter, and sometimes, like, semi-poisonous gases. Like, it's a hard job to be a suit actor and i hope that the ganma suit actor is like it's better but like i um, imagine that they, they that the the suit actors in like the Kamen Rider series at least are like that's a working job because these series are yearly yeah and there's multiple series like so. that would potentially draw from the same pool yeah, yeah. But incidentally like, on a sad sad note the original uh suit actor for uh, God's, uh, Godzilla passed away this week. Uh, Haru Nakajima he passed away a couple of days ago at the age of 88. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that, but I, I wasn't sure how to say his name. <laughs> so I, Fair enough. Yeah. No, hmm. that, that was sad. And... Yeah. But I mean, he was, you know, he was 88. And yeah. He has definitely, 
left his um, imprint on the uh, on the film world. Mm-hmm. I'm trying really hard not to say he was a giant in his field, but now I'm going to say. <laughs> oh please! There you go. Yeah, Ian's been watching Ultraman or Ultra oh. Seven, oh. but uh, yeah, uh, because we've stolen all of the rest of the suit heroes. <laughs> So he has to go to Ultraman now. The I'm watching Ultraman. Too, mildly more serious, gory <laughs> series. I mean, I'm I'm still watching the first Ultraman. I haven't gone. Saw a man decapitate an alien. <laughs> oh yeah, that how that sort of thing happens. For sure. Yeah. I mean, but that they also doesn't have happen. A that doesn't just happen in Common Rider. <laughs> they don't decapitate people in Common Rider. Not in Heisei Common Rider. You're right. That's You're right, fair. but I meant now. Yeah, no, not not so. Think much of now, Ultraman would still decapitate people. No, no, I don't think so. Hmm. I've seen, I've seen recent. Uh, I saw Ultraman uh, X, and I don't recall there being any decapitations. They sort of toned it down. But the neat thing about Ultraman is that they still use a lot of the same. Like they've they've gussied them up a bit, but they still use the same general monster designs as they started out with. It's actually pretty. Hmm. And they have Pigmon, and Pigmon's the best. <laughs> just, just Google Pigmon, everybody. It's it's spelled like it sounds. And Pigmon. You wonder why I think Pigmon's the best, and I have no good explanation. Pigmon. Oh, uh, right I don't know how I feel. Yeah. Feel good about Pigmon. <laughs> he. Come on, man, Pigmon. It's so good. Is Pigmon a kaiju? Because Alexi don't care. Yeah, Pigmon's a Pigmon is actually uh, hu- roughly human size. Yeah, he doesn't look like a kaiju. But he no, he started out in Ultra um, in uh, oh, Ultra Q, which is the series that came before Ultraman, which was just like an anthology series about kaiju. Basically, um, Pigmon was a kaiju and also wasn't called Pigmon uh, and was an android. But then in Ultraman, they sized him down and made him like the lovable uh, Pigmon that we know today. Anyway, I, I love Pigmon. Yeah. It, he, he looks like a Doctor Who alien, and now it's really bothering me. A lot of the Ultraman aliens just look like Doctor Who oh, aliens. I know. Exactly. They're, they're better than Doctor Who aliens, like the old stuff. Like I've seen some of like the Tom Baker stuff that doesn't look as good as Ultraman. Yeah. I have this whole theory about Ultraman and because Ultraman uh, started airing like within three months of like uh, the 60s Batman series. Mm-hmm. And I have a theory that Ultraman is basically like the Japanese equivalent of that. Like for it's got this, that camp. That. Yeah. Yeah. For that. And honestly, the, the Ultraman theme song isn't dissimilar. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause it's got that da, 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 in the background. It's mm-hmm. I got this working theory about it. Zygons. He looks like a Zygon. He does look like a Zygon, but he's but way better than a lot of the, the aliens look like Zygons. Because he's got the like suckers, ridiculous skeleton hands. Except mm. their the fingers are way longer than human hands, so they just like hang there. It's so cute. no, no. I love it so much. <laughs> Why? I just, I just do. It's ridiculous, and his his skin basically looks like. A bunch of like maple leaves glued to his body. <laughs> it's the strangest design, and I just 
really like it. I feel like is it better. Is it more strange than like walnut fists? <sighs> you know, it's a different kind of strange because okay. it's Tsuburaya strange, right? And that's a specific kind of like weird. All right, Tsuburaya, Tsuburaya, I think. I've anyway, seen the guy who did, the guy before. Who did the special effects for Godzilla and, and Ultraman and every and a lot of other stuff. He has a very specific design aesthetic. Okay, I'm looking at a picture of Pigmon, and I've seen it before in GIFs, okay. but yeah. had no context. And now I have context, and that's a that's a pretty elaborate suit. Right? <laughs> There's a lot of detail. And that's a t- that's a suit they made for a TV show. That's not even a suit that they made for a movie. That's pretty good. He's hideous. I put I put that suit up against anything that ever showed up in in like an uh, original like Showa Gamera movie, like for sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Hey, he appeared just... in the game Ultraman Ball, and you should see his tiny little sprite because it's adorable. It looks oh. nothing like him. It's got oh, like it's it's got eyes and a frowny face, which is what you need. <laughs> Pretty much. One day I will acquire some kind of Pigmon merchandise. This is my oh. goal. Pigmon Halloween costume. Maybe, maybe not that. Oh, there's somebody made a Lego Pigmon. He's so cute. All right. Okay. So, anyway, signing off. I have been Coriander Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter at Absalar. Alexi. I've been Alexi. You can find me on Twitter at Am Peppers. Uh, and I'm Adam, and you can find me. On Twitter at uh, at Gold Sarcasmium. Please go. Thank you all for listening. Pet a bee. Go pet bees. Live happier lives. No, I'm, I'm, I'm shutting down the recording. Pet Shut bee. it all down. <laughs>